Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Well, happy Zion Day. Yes, it's officially Zion Williamson Day. You've watched ESPN the last week or so. You probably know Zion Williamson is making his debut for My Pelicans coming up tonight. Mothership has been frothing at the mouth, pumping up the game because they need something. Hey, Zion's back. There's a reason to watch a game. National ratings are down. The NBA clearly thought that the rookie out of Duke was going to be the league's must-see player. They had the Pelicans on a couple of times. There have been a couple of teams, you know, Golden State. Hey, we got a marquee matchup. That would have been a marquee matchup if guys didn't get hurt. But Zion will be in action tonight, and the question is, how much will he play? Is he going to get caught up in the moment? Is he going to average 20 points a game this year? Now, by the way, Pelicans are playing great. My Pelicans started out 6-22. and And I was excited this year. I thought they could be a playoff team, and they can be. They uh, won again, beat Memphis, and now they got the Spurs. I'm looking at some of the numbers here, and I'm impressed by what I've seen. Lonzo Ball has played well. Uh, J.J. Redick has played well. Drew Holiday's played well. Uh, Brandon Ingram's played well. And now you get Zion back. Maybe they're the eighth seed. How about the Pelicans against the Lakers to open up the playoffs? Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, Seton. There's probably not too many people like myself that actually care about this. But, man, Brandon Ingram's finally figuring it out. (laughs) He's becoming a star. He struggles at the Lakers for a little while. Is he overrated? Is he a bust? All this stuff. Now he's working his way into an all-star. He's playing well just for Zion to come in and say, all right, thanks, buddy. See you later. Yeah. 
Hey, oh, that's right, Brandon Ingram. He had a pretty good season. But how about Zion? Even Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is playing well. As the kids like to say, he's balling out. I'm really impressed by what he's done. Now he's going to be known for throwing alley-oops to an 18-year-old. It's okay. It's okay. I just want him playing. Up-tempo, let him go. Get him out of his dad's uh, you know, line of vision and uh, let him play a little bit. They've, uh, they've done well. All right. Uh, so Zion's debut is, did I mention that? Zion makes his debut coming up tonight against the uh, Spurs. The big news, you had the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that in a moment. You had the Kansas-Kansas State brawl in the stands. It got ugly. Could have gotten really ugly. Uh, we will talk to Fran Fraschilla, the ESPN College Hoop Analyst, who was on the call last night for that game. How it got out of hand at the end of a blowout there. I know it's a rivalry game, but... That could have really, really been disastrous. But uh, we'll talk about that coming up. By the way, you can get in touch with the program a variety of ways. You can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our radio partners. Good morning. And our TV partners, BR Live and DirecTV Audience Channel 239. Derek Jeter just got into the Hall of Fame. He barely squeaked in. Only one person failed to vote for Derek Jeter. Oh, my God, I'm upset. That's what I got yesterday from the Yankee fans around here. Did, can you believe Jeter didn't get 100%? I go, did he get in? Yeah. Is Jeter better than Babe Ruth? Joe DiMaggio? Willie Mays? No. I can't believe he didn't get 100%. Mariano Rivera messed it up for everybody. He got 100%. Um, I, I couldn't care less what your percentage is. They don't show that on the plaque in Cooperstown. The only thing I would want to know, and this will turn into a witch hunt, are you the writer who uh, didn't vote for Jeter? I just want to know why you didn't. Like, what did you factor in or not factor in? Or did you use that vote for somebody else that you thought maybe they were more deserving since it's later in their run on the ballot? Maybe, maybe you gave your vote to Larry Walker. I don't know. But I'd just be curious. But it'll turn into a witch hunt, and that's unfortunate here. Jeter, I, I was surprised when Jeter said this. We'll play the clip that uh, Jeter was actually nervous yesterday. I don't like to jinx anything, so I never like to talk about it. I try not to pay much attention to the news. You know, everyone's saying, oh, well, it's a foregone, foregone conclusion, like you said. But I never looked at it that way because this is something that's very difficult. You're talking about 1% of players that have ever played this game get into the Hall of Fame. So uh, it's very humbling. Yeah, there was no surprise with Jeter. It was just a question, would he go in on 100% of the ballots? Um, and... Whatever the you know criteria is when you vote, there's a lot of the older guard wouldn't put anybody in first ballot. You know, it was just their way of saying, "Hey, we control your happiness and the rest of your life here." You know, hey, Babe Ruth never got in. For, okay, we got all of that. But if you use that vote for somebody else that you thought might have needed it more than Jeter, then fine. But I, I you know, Yankee fans were all upset. Larry Walker got in. I was happy. I think that he was a great player. Uh, you know, started out in Montreal. He was with Colorado, uh, St. Louis. And maybe this breaks that glass ceiling of players who played in Colorado. Maybe Todd Helton gets into the Hall of Fame. I'm all about celebrating. I am. I know that we get to this point where we start to, you know, compare, contrast, criticize. Larry Walker was a great player. Derek Jeter, obviously a great player. 
Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. I'd like to know why people don't vote for Kurt Schilling. I'm more curious about that than the one person who didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Because you can't tell me you wouldn't want Kurt Schilling on the mound in a big game. There's nobody who can argue that. Can't. It's all about his politics. That's what this is about. You know, if you play nice with the writers, you got a better chance of getting into the Hall of Fame. You really do. I mean, I can, I can point out guys that weren't great with the media, and you can see where it's hurt them a little bit. Jeff Kent was a great player. Jeff Kent's not getting into the Hall of Fame because he wasn't user-friendly. Scott Rowland got a lot of love yesterday. I, I, I don't think Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. He was in the Hall of Very Good, but I don't, I don't view that. Uh, but, that, you know, it's always interesting. Uh, the, the politics of the votes here and somebody who's going to speak on your behalf. But Derek Jeter, congratulations. A wonderful career. And uh, Larry Walker as well, getting into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Bonds and Clemens, you know, that's the new Pete Rose. Bonds and Clemens, and hey, should they be in the Hall of Fame? They didn't have that dramatic jump, so you got two more years if they're going to get into the Hall of Fame. I thought that they were going to get a little bit more of a bump, and then they would get into the Hall of Fame maybe next year. Feels like... Chilling next year, getting into the Hall of Fame. I hope Omar Vizquel gets into the Hall of Fame. I don't know who will be new on the ballot next year. Did you see that, McLevin? Of no, I'll check. Okay, you know, because you know, it felt like there were a lot of guys who got a lot of votes this year. Whereas sometimes you'll go, we're only voting for one guy this year, or one guy's getting in, and that's all. But I was, I like the fact that there were guys down the ballot who got some love. Yeah, Paul. Why do you think there's so much anger over Jeter? Because lots of great players. Players who are way, way better than Derek Jeter didn't get in first ballot, or I'm sorry, got in first ballot, but didn't even get close to 100% of the vote. Yeah. Uh, you can go through them. Tony Gwynn, 17 people didn't vote for Tony Gwynn. His worst season of his career was 309. He had 372 at age 37. I mean, it's not even close. But okay, what's, but, what's different now? But if the man who saved baseball, Babe Ruth, the greatest player, who won nearly 100 games pitching, and of course everything he did offensively. Did that have to do with what? Who said, I don't know if Babe's done enough? <laughs> 11 people didn't vote for Babe Ruth. Yes, that's, what I, that's my curiosity. I just want to know what your criteria is. You can have, it's your opinion, it's your ballot. I, okay, that's fine. I just want to know, years from now when you're explaining this to your kids or grandkids, that you didn't vote for Derek Jeter. What are you going to say? Yes, yeah, there's 11 writers in 1936 who screwed this up for everybody. Yeah, is really what happened. Yeah. There's 11 guys that Babe Ruth was rude to, or uh, maybe I'm going to guess he wasn't a very nice guy to actually hang around. Yeah, Paul. Cal Ripken might be as beloved of any player of our generation because I think Cal Ripken's more beloved nationwide than Derek Jeter is. Derek yeah. Jeter is a Yankee great. Yeah. Cal Ripken was like uh, an American great. Yeah, he was. He was iconic. Okay, eight people didn't vote for Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. And, but no one had a problem with it at the time. It well, was tra- I, it's the tradition of the upper, upper echelon. Well, there is the, the, there's the 1% of the 1%, because Jeter talked about being part of the 1% going into the Hall of Fame. I've said this before, and I, you just want to get into the Hall of Fame. That's it. There's different floors. I, I would put guys on different floors. If you did just the voting totals and you said, all right, Jeter's in the penthouse. And of course. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. And he's got company. 
And he's got other ball players there with it. But if you want to do the 1% of the 1%, fine. I'm okay. But they don't put your percentage on your plaque. You're in the Hall of Fame. Larry Walker feels as good, if not better, than Derek Jeter does today. With the same honor. Yes, McLovin. I'm curious to the mechanics of how they decided we're going up to 100. Like, did, did Tim Kirchin make a bunch of calls and say, hey, we're all doing this now? Did the older voters die off? Like, what happened? Like, why? Because the, the biggest votes have been recently. Mariano, Ken Griffey. I think that I think some of these writers put it out there. And now that we know what your vote is, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we know who the guy who voted for somebody or didn't vote for somebody with the MVP. And I think the fact that you have that and guys, if you're – I think there's something on the ballot. If you want your ballot to be public, you can say yes. A lot of guys do this. Now, Kenny Rosenthal will always tell you, these are the guys I voted for. And then there are some writers who say, no, I'm, I'm voting and it's going to stay private here. And maybe this ballot stays private. I just want to know what you thought. That's all. That's all. You don't have to, I'm not going to shame you or any. Just tell me what you were thinking. Yeah, Paul. Some people in the media, a lot of people in the media, want to take this writer out and stone him in the oh, backyard. It's, it's, they want to take away his vote. They want him da-da-da. Uh, but, okay, based off this new system then that the writers have agreed upon where it's you, you vote your conscience, you vote the one time, then it should be a one-year eligibility. After five years, you go up to be voted, and then you move on for the rest of your life because a vote shouldn't change, Right. So these Tom Verducci and Kirchner should have a, a one-time voting on each player. One referendum year, one vote. Well, I think they also want to do their research on these guys. Five years. And if you want to do that and make it a five-year window and you got a one and done, it, it still comes down to you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. It's not, hey, we got to put somebody in. Hey, everybody else is in and now you move up a little bit here. I just, you're either a Hall of Famer or not. If I say the name then you say Hall of Famer or not. Yeah, McLovin. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I have next year's class okay. with Mark Burley, Tory Hunter, and Tim Hudson enter the fray. Any okay. of those guys? No, who- they're not getting it. No, they're not. That means Schilling is going to get a bump. Biscal, maybe Scott Rowland. I don't know. Yeah, there'll be bumps. He's in Jeter's off the ballot, too. So, Yes, Fritzy. We also have Aramis Ramirez, Shane Victorino, Dan Heron, our friend Barry Zito. No, they uh, won't get in. Uh, Alex Rios, AJ Burnett, Nick Swisher, Grady Sizemore. Thank you, Todd. Um, I got a tweet. I always think the criteria should be for your votes. Can you tell the story about baseball with or without this person? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Now, I've said that before, that you start to look at these players and are they worthy of the Hall of Fame? Can you tell the story without them? You're not going to be able to tell the story of baseball without Derek Jeter, some of the other players that we've mentioned, Kurt Schilling, uh, if that were the case, you can tell the story of baseball without Omar Vizquel, and I think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you can tell the story without Scott Rowland. Yes, McLovin. I think it's hard for baseball because you could definitely tell the story without Larry Walker, but Larry Walker is a Hall of Famer. Well, but also he was with Montreal, and, and Montreal is part of the story here because Montreal became the Nationals. Larry went to Colorado, and they've – you know, they've had the asterisk be, by all of those stats in Colorado. I, I think Larry's in the conversation of you tell the story of baseball and Larry Walker's in there because they were on that great team that, you know, should have won the World Series when they had the strike. 94, I believe. Yes, McLevin. Yeah, I, I don't. Larry Walker is a great player. I, I, I don't. The cur- you know, I was looking at the current stars. 
It's funny. We look back at these guys. We'll have no, the next group of Hall of Famers are so, I looked at the MVP voting. I don't think half this room can name the top five guys, like even what team they're on. So like, we're all obsessed with the recent past in MLB while the present is just absent. Nobody cares about this group of players, do they? Yes, Paulie. It's weird. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm going back to the Jeter thing. Maglio Ordonez, remember him? Real nice player with the White Sox and the yeah. Detroit Tigers. Yeah. He played 15 years, hit 309, hit 294 home runs. Derek Jeter played 20 years, hit 310, hit 250 home runs. Stats only, Maglio Ordonez and Derek Jeter are basically a, a coin flip. No, because Jeter had the sixth most hits in the history of the game. Right, what I'm saying is Maglio Ordonez plays a couple more years. He's right next to him. Uh, what, the point is, though, that Jeter's, all the ancillary stuff with Jeter puts him first ballot. Yeah, he played in New York. He won. He was clutch. He, he, there's no stain of controversy surrounding him. I would come up with a better sample or comparison than Maglio or Donia. How about uh, Todd Helton? Well, Todd Helton has got Colorado, though. That's that's the thing. Yeah, McLovin. How about Jeff Kent, Dan? What's how strong is his candidacy? I would think Jeff Kent before Scott Rowland. If you just said, "Hey, which one's a Hall of Famer?" I'd say Jeff Kent. And and I'd have to look at the numbers with Jeff. You know, he he played second base and had power numbers at second base, an MVP. He was in Bonds' shadow there for a while. But, I don't know. See, we get into these arguments, and then all of a sudden I'm knocking somebody and pumping up somebody else. That's fun. This program is brought to you by LegalZoom. They're here to help you out in the new year. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Enter the promo code PATRICK in the box at checkout for special savings. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code PATRICK. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. And I'm one of those, let's celebrate baseball because we don't celebrate baseball nearly enough. Not nowadays. And if you have these players and you're celebrating instead of, let's talk about Bonds and Clemens and Pete Rose at this time of the year. Boring. We've done it. You want to put Bonds and Clemens in? Fine. Put them in. Not my museum. I'm not going to go see their plaque. You want to? Great. They should let the fans vote on this. It's your museum. Yeah, McLovin. It, it feels hard to celebrate baseball right now because cheating is so. I mean, now I we know. have the new scandal. We're going to have to I do. This, we'll have this whole debate about Jose Altuve. It feels a little weird, and steroids are always there. I think that's why people don't want to celebrate. Sometimes. Did you see where the Astros tweeted out their season-ending awards? Like, oh my god! Like, like somebody's got to help them. MVP no. was the video hookup guy. No, the the uh, the trash can. Trash can <laughs> won it. Universe. It was a hundred percent of the vote. Trash can MVP for the Astros this year. Runner-up was the buzzer. Like, what are you doing tweeting out who was your MVP? And ah, it's so bad. Yeah, Todd. And they're getting grief for like not addressing things at all at their fan fest, and now they're going to get destroyed come spring training with a bunch of cameras. No, they in have their face. to apologize. The owner says they will apologize in spring training. It, I know AJ Hinch was involved in this, on maybe on the periphery, but those players did him a disservice for not just saying, hey, you know what? He doesn't deserve the blame. Something. Because A.J. Hinch took the bullet for these guys. And nobody said anything. That's really crappy. All right, we'll take a break. Fran Fraschilla was on the call last night. Kansas State and Kansas. 
We'll play those last couple of seconds and what happened after that and what kind of punishment should be doled out in that situation. So Fran Frischilla, the ESPN College Analyst, will join us coming up next. 19 after the hour, this is The Dan Patrick Show. Hey, it's Paulie Paps from The Dan Patrick Show. We've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today. It's the big podcast with Shaq. Of course it's big. Tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports, entertainment, and a lot more with Shaq. That's the only way the diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode. All right, you guys, this is a very important announcement. I just got to try the new Bud Light Seltzer. Yes, that's right, Bud Light Seltzer. It's not a beer like you might think of when you hear Bud Light. It's a hard seltzer and... It is absolutely delicious. Perfect for if you don't like beer or if you're just in the mood for something new, maybe a little break from the old bottle of wine. So here's the deal. Bud Light Seltzer is 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and less than one gram of sugar. It's even gluten-free, so basically... It's your new favorite beverage. It's light, refreshing, with a hint of fruit flavor. I personally love it for when I'm doing a little day drinking because it feels like you're just drinking a light, delicious beverage. And then you realize it's a little something-something in there. But really, it's great day and night. It's available in mango, black cherry, lemon lime, and my favorite, strawberry. I mean, they're all pretty great, but the strawberry is just out of this world, so I highly recommend giving this flavor a try ASAP. Bud Light Seltzer is unquestionably good. Pick up a variety pack and try it for yourself today. Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888- surgery. In case you missed Melissa Etheridge on Monday with her special Kansas City Chiefs song that mentions this show, she came on the show and performed it because I said, Princey goes, do you want to have Melissa Etheridge on, the Grammy award-winning singer and a big Chiefs fan? And I said, see if she has her Kansas City Chiefs song that she talked about writing for us. And she came up with that song and uh, we'll play that for you coming up here in a little bit. McLevin, what do you have for me with the poll question today? Okay, since we're on Hall of Fame, I'm going to give you all the... There's a group of risers from this year, and you can only vote for one of them. These are guys who jump by double digits in vote percentage. Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, Bill Wagner... Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner. I'm sorry, Bill Wagner is a producer of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We work... work, That Bill Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's a crafty five-tool. Yeah, our Bill Wagner, Hall of Famer. Todd Helton... Andrew Jones and Omar Vizquel all jumped. That group jumped uh, because there was more spots on the ballot because a lot of guys got in recently. Is there one of those guys? Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, and Omar Vizquel. I'd have to look at the numbers there. Yeah. They're all about the same, aren't yeah. they? Except, Well, Vizquel was different. You know, he, I, I, He's up there to me on the short list of greatest fielders of all time. I remember Gary Sheffield being a terrifying he guy was. to face. He was somebody that you knew where he was in the lineup. Helton put up some monster numbers, but it seemed like every year that he put up great numbers, everybody would say the same thing, playing in Colorado, playing in Coors. You don't hear that as much nowadays. Why is that? Have they taken care of the baseballs? with the? Well, Nolan Arenado's numbers are pretty crazy. I know, but, but nobody yeah. – it, it doesn't feel like we're attaching that 
an asterisk by whatever numbers you have at Coors. Well, uh, one more question. Andrew Jones, remember there was a period where he was like the best fielding center fielder? He was great. He had a, he had a great run there. But I don't know what his numbers are. I, you know, even Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent was a great stick. He wasn't a great fielder, and he wasn't user-friendly with the media. And that's probably why he's not getting much love for the Hall of Fame. But, you know, it's fun to discuss it. The problem is, is when we start arguing and then you start criticizing, then you know, all I want to know is that one vote voter who didn't vote for Jeter, just, just tell me why. That's all. And I'm fine with whatever logic you have because I'm sure that there's some logic attached to this. I just don't want a witch hunt here. Uh, we'll talk to Fran Fraschilla, the ESPN college basketball analyst. He was on the call last night, Kansas, Kansas State, and this is how it sounded, courtesy of Learfield IMG. Silvio gets in the face of the Wildcats, who'd stolen the ball as he was trying to dribble off the clock. He posterizes the Cats, and now there's a scrum. Players from both sides coming at each other. Oh, no. Now they're running into the handicap section behind the basket. There are fans involved trying to separate the Wildcats. And this just ends ugly as the KU student section jeering the Wildcats who were trying to get one more play. Emphatic block that time by Silvio DeSosa ended the game, and then Silvio kind of stared down at the Wildcat he just rejected, which I believe was Cord. Let's bring in Fran Fraschilla. He was on the call last night. Fran, thanks for joining us. Was there anything leading up to this? Was it chippy? I know it's a rivalry game. Did you see anything that uh, preceded this? No, Dan. Uh, the only thing is there's a common etiquette, as you know, in basketball, when the team is up and uh, dribbling out the clock. And uh, the young man, Gordon, from Kansas State, freshman, really competitive, Chicago player of the year last year. He steals the ball from DeSouza. DeSouza runs him down, makes a great block. And then DeSouza stands over Gordon. Uh, and that's when the melee ensued. A little backstory here. The Souza is the young man who has gotten involved, in, uh, Kansas involved with all this NCAA stuff, as you may know. Yeah. He's not playing much. He's out of the rotation. It was in the game late. You know, amateur psychiatrist, I think he just frust- was, is frustrated with the whole situation. And, and it escalated when he stood over the K-State guy it was pushing and shoving, and then he went Mike Tyson on everybody. So it was a it was a wild scene for sure. Now I can look at this from a variety of angles, literally and figuratively. But when I start to think of the assistant coaches keeping their players on the bench, uh, you know, did was there a situation where the players were told to back off? I believe Bruce Weber, Kansas State's head coach, said, you know, hey, let's ease off here. We're getting blown out here. Yeah. Is that a Bush League steal, given the score of the game? Let me start there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's funny. I talked to a couple coaching buddies of mine this morning, and it's 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 not good etiquette. Let's put it that way. Um, I get the competition. Bill, Bill Self was fine with the play. He said, look, my guy's got to protect the ball. If you're still being guarded and you're playing a team where the coaches, you know, hey, we're going to play a whole 40 minutes and, you know, we're never going to give up until the horn goes off. You kind of got to be prepared for that, but basketball etiquette—you uh, you let the game dribble out. I would have clipped that that play and the Illinois play where the kid steps on the guy's chest, yeah. uh, kind of Christian Leitner like, if you remember back uh, uh, Duke Kentucky. And I would I would show my team that and say, look, 
you know, we haven't gone over this play particularly, but this is how we're going to handle this. You never try to steal it when you're up. And uh, it, it's, it's something that both coaches, I was at the press conferences, Dan, they were very contrite schools. It's an embarrassment. The best analogy I can give you is that I've called 75 games in Allen Fieldhouse, and I call it the St. Patrick's Cathedral of college, of college basketball. It's hallowed ground. Imagine going into St. Patrick's on Fifth Avenue, and you're going in there to light a candle and, you know, sit down, say a prayer, say a rosary, and a brawl breaks out in St. Patrick's Cathedral. That's how jarring it was last night. It's, a, it's, it's the least likely place you would expect something like this, even given the rivalry because of the, uh, you know, the class of the Kansas program. What kind of punishment do you dole out here? Well, I was harsh last night, and I said I think the Sosa is going to get – I wouldn't be surprised if he's suspended for the season, in part because – and by the way, the hero here is assistant coach of Kansas, Jarence Howard, yeah. who took the, took the stool away from DeSouza because you can only imagine what where we'd be today if he hit somebody over the head and someone's in critical condition. So thank God it seems like nobody was hurt, but uh, – uh, a major suspension will come down from the league office, I'm sure, by later today. And if it's if it's ten games, if it's a season, uh, they'll adjudicate it properly. I think a couple other guys on both teams will be suspended for the next game. And the sad part about this uh, is college game day comes into Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday no. for the big. Yeah, so you know how we are at ESPN. This is a. This will this will be top of mind. We'll be running the replays back more than the Zabruder film, and uh, and unfortunately, and really, I'm telling you, man, Dan, I know how much you love basketball. There's no place like Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, the fans are great. They're class. Even in the rivalry, they treat the K State with relative respect. Given the rivalry, just an unfortunate situation that just spiraled out of control. I, I think in part because the young man's frustration with not playing much. You speak of uh, Allen Fieldhouse. I thought so much of the building. I paid for my own way out there to watch a game when Kansas hosted Jason Kidd and Cal. I just yeah. wanted to see a great game there, and I went out just to watch the game and, of course, to see you know Jason Kidd against uh, Kansas. We're talking yeah. to uh, Fran Fraschilla of the Mothership. This weekend, ESPN will be broadcasting Big 12 SEC Challenge, tipping off at noon Eastern, West Virginia, Missouri. And uh, then Iowa State at number nine, Auburn on uh, ESPNU. I, the thing I thought about today after listening to everything that happened last night, seeing the highlights last night is, is this enough for Bill Self to just go, I think I'm going to leave college basketball. You're under investigation. You have this. You, you're going to go into the college basketball hall. They're going to go into the basketball hall of fame. Yeah. Do you see him going and taking over, let's say, the San Antonio Spurs? Well, I don't see the Spurs. That's too logical. You know, I know the relationship with R.C. Buford, but, you know, I've told people, you know, Greg Popovich has got acolytes all over NBA, you know, yeah. guys that have worked for him. Why, why, would, why would he not take a guy? Who, and Bill is close to their team and their program, and uh, his son Tyler is a scout for the Spurs. I don't see that. Um this, this NCAA will be adjudicated at the end of the summer, so we don't really know how harsh a penalty it'll be. I mean, the, the consensus is it's going to be a very harsh penalty for, you know, for Bill and the program. And uh, But I don't see the Spurs, but I do think this is a 
You know, it's funny, Dan. Um, everybody sees Bill Self. He, and by the way, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Oh, he is. He's already in, yeah, he's a Naismith Hall of Fame already. And, you know, he's always 29 and 4, and, they, and they've got great fans. And I'm just telling you, someone who's around him a lot, uh, you know, everybody's got their own issues. This is a major cloud, the NCAA thing, and, uh, and now this. My gut feeling is he will be in the NBA soon, but I won't be with the Spurs. I could see somebody like the Chicago Bulls or, uh, you know, somebody that's on the way up. And, and maybe not a, as bad a team as the Cavaliers that Beeline took over. I will say this. The difference between the NBA and college in terms of coaching is like Spanish and Portuguese. They sound alike. They're two <laughs> completely different languages. But, but having said that, there are only a handful of guys in my mind, maybe three or four at the most, that could make the adjustment that Brad Stevens has. Bill Self is one is one of them. He is a excellent, excellent basketball coach who who makes adjustments, which you have to do in the NBA. Um, he's one of the few guys I think could handle that. My guy Calipari. Now you're not screaming at guys in the NBA, okay? No. I love I love John. You're not going to do that. Bill Self has a a touch with players that I think would, would wear well in the NBA. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 12 to 24 months he says, you know, I'd like a new challenge. I'll leave you with this. Um, and, and one of the reasons why I love having you on when we get closer to the draft is you're as knowledgeable about the foreign players, the European players, as anybody I've ever been around and always appreciated your insight. I go back to Luka Doncic and, and I – when I saw his highlights, and granted, everybody looks good in their highlights, he always looked like he was just a little bit ahead of everybody on everything he did. He didn't look like he yeah. was dramatically ahead of them. Just got his shot off. Just beat you to the layup. Just, just a li- But he's, he's, st- he's doing that in the NBA here. How surprised are you with what Doncic has done so far? Uh, well, I'm, 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 surpri- I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I mean, I thought he would be good. I I, I, I had eight and one, Doncic two, and most people did. I thought he'd be very good, Dan. I really did. But this is generational what he's doing. I mean, we're, ter- we're talking Bird, Magic, LeBron. You don't average 29, 9, and 10 as a 20-year-old. I think he turns 21 in February. And uh, he's the guy. He's the, he's the fat guy at the Y who, you know, when you go, who's that guy? <laughs> oh, he used to be a really good college player. And you go, ah, he can't be that good. I mean, look at him. He's still got baby fat on him. I am shocked because he's toying with the NBA at 20 years old. It's not like he's going to be the next uh, Dirk or he's got, oh, he's, you know, Porzingis has got some potential when he, when he came out. This guy is toying with the NBA. Think about it. I'm going to say it again. 29, 9, and 10 every single night against the greatest players in the world at 20 years old. I, I, that, that, that's the first line in a resume who, if he stays healthy, we're talking Bird, Jordan, Magic, you name him, LeBron. That's how good he's already started his career. And Zion makes his debut tonight. You got to see a lot of him last year in college. What do you expect? If he's healthy, if he's healthy Dan, he's a monster. I think if, 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 the, if the knees hold up, he's also generational. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 25 tonight. You know, I don't know how the rehab has gone, but if and when he's at 100%, I do think he's going to be a dominant NBA player. He's a, 
He's a cartoon character. If somebody um, hasn't when, seen his game and you were going to describe his game, how would you describe uh, Zion? Well, I would say, like, well, let me put it this way: when they do Space Jam three in eight or nine years, <laughs> he's the he's your he's your that's the he's the protagonist. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's a cartoon character. He's a freak athlete, uh, good skill level, great IQ for the game. And then, you know, I said this last December: a billion. We used to say a million dollar smile, right? Yeah. He's got a billion dollar smile. Okay, I asked this to Reggie Miller yesterday. I'm going to ask you if you're Memphis. Would you take John Morant or Zion Williamson? Well, I take John Morant because I know what I'm getting. Uh, with Zion, the, the concern is we've never seen a kid this young, this freakly, insanely athletic at 280 pounds. And the concern has always been can he hold up over 10 or 12 or 15 years? I thought John Morant would be an all star last year. Said so. Not This is not, you know. I'm not back, uh, backdating my opinion here. Um, and I know what I'm already getting with Ja. You know, in a league that values open floor artistry like the Westbrooks, the Hardens, the Currys, this, this, is, this is the next guy. And so I would take the given versus what I think is going to be special in Zion. Great to talk to you, Fran. As always, safe travels. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, Dan. Thank you. Fran Frischilla, ESPN College Basketball analyst, former coach, and when I did the NBA draft, we would go to Fran when we were talking about the foreign players, foreign-born players. He was great. He was, but he had been there, and he was so well-researched, and he was just such a, a great addition to the NBA draft. And that's why I was surprised when he liked DeAndre Ayton, number one overall, instead of Luka. But I still, hey, I missed it too. I would just watch, and I'd go all right, he's playing against these older guys and it's a pro league and it's a good league. He just felt like he was just barely getting by people, just barely getting his shot off, just barely threading the needle on the pass. And then I watched him last night and I go, he's got 36, 9, and 10 or something against the Clippers in a loss. Amazing. Yeah, Paul. I can always remember watching the draft, and it felt like some of the other guys on the on the dais didn't know that how to pronounce the names. Oh. Like, you know, I like that kid out of Lithuania, and, and Fran would go, "You mean Skidishvili?" Yeah. And then he would know how to pronounce it <laughs> cleanly. And everyone else would say, "Love Skidishvili." Uh, I love uh, Thabocephalosha. It sounds like something you use in the shower. I'm gonna. Hey, where's the Cephalosha? I'll, I'll get it for you. All right, we'll take a break. Play of the day is coming up next. And uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, song that uh, Melissa Etheridge wrote for us on Monday. Uh, she played it in the last hour of the show. And in case you know you didn't get a chance to listen to the last hour, she did a wonderful job with this Kansas City Chiefs song. And she wrote it, I think, Monday morning to perform it Monday morning. Or maybe she did it Sunday night. But uh, she did a wonderful job. Have that for you coming up next. All right, as everyone knows, student loan debt is a huge topic in the news these days, and it's a big issue for many young people and, you know, not so young people. That's why I want to tell you about Credible. Credible.com is an online marketplace to get you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. It can help you get out of student loan debt. It's a great system. Trust me, and you can consolidate all your student loan bills in one place, get serious peace of mind. Credible customers have given some awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 different lenders. 
Checking rates doesn't impact your credit. They're so confident they have the best rates that they'll give you $200 if you refinance your student loans with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Trust me, Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Dan. Fill in a couple pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans and start saving. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh my God! The play, the play, play of the day. Check this out. Beverly lobs it up ahead for Leonard down the right alley. He gets to the basket and stuffed with the right hand. Hoop and harm for Kawhi Leonard and the claw imposing his will on the rims at American Airlines Center. Clippers Radio Network KLAC. You dropped a bomb on me, Gap Band. It's a wedding song, right? This is a few. There's a few of them in there. Cool and the Gang, Gap Band, all right. Kawhi, a celebration's also in there. Thirty-six points, eleven rebounds as they uh, eke out a win, one ten, one hundred seven against the Mavs. Luca finished one assist shy of a triple double, thirty-six, ten, and nine. You know, one of the bigger uh, improvements with the Clippers, their bench is great. I think if they win the title this year, we'll look at Kawhi and Paul George. But that bench has been the best bench in the NBA this year. Play of the Day, Play of the Day is brought to you by LegalZoom. They're going to help you navigate the legal waters in the new year. Make sure you enter the promo code PATRICK in the referral box at checkout. Special savings, LegalZoom.com. Promo code PATRICK, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Melissa Etheridge, uh, great singer-songwriter, Grammy Award winner, and big Kansas City Chiefs fan. She joined us on Monday. And last time we had her on, I said... Well, maybe we need to workshop a song about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs if they get to the Super Bowl. 
This is what she came up with. I got my friends and family all blowing up my phone. My kids think I've gone crazy as I'm running around my home. Well, I heard Dan Patrick wanted me to call into his show. Well, the Chiefs must have won the AFC and we're headed to the Super Bowl. When I was just a little girl upon my daddy's knee, I remember it like yesterday. It was 1970. Oh, the Chiefs had Lenny Dawson, then Buck Buchanan and Bobby Bell. Oh, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, I heard my daddy yell. Well, 50 years they came and went, and sometimes we got close. Gonzalez never got to go with Jamal nor the great priest Holmes. So many times it broke my heart, thought I might never know. But the Chiefs just broke that playoff curse, and now they're headed to the Super Bowl. I've seen the closest thing to Superman this girl has ever known. We traded up in 17 for the greatest Pat Mahomes. And now I'll never worry, even if we're far behind. Because the way that number 15 plays is blowing people's minds. Now if there's anything I love as much as California weed, it's Tyreek, Kelsey, Frank, and Chris, honey, Badger, Andy Reid. So take me back to Kansas, barbecue and rock and roll. Because the Chiefs just won the AFC. We're headed to the Super Bowl. Oh, the Chiefs just won the AFC. And we're headed to the Super Bowl. That's great. Now, can you imagine? Let me set the scene. She's in her kitchen. She's got her cell phone. And she has no effects there. And she is playing her acoustic guitar. And then she belts that out. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, And maybe we'll see her at the Super Bowl. She's not sure if she... You know, it's one of those where fans get so... And you guys probably know this because you root for teams where you might stand in a certain place or not stand or what you wear because you don't want to jinx your team. Uh, You know, your team is doing well and then you go, uh, I I shouldn't get up. I'm going to stand right here for the next, uh, you know, two quarters. Yeah, Paulie. When the Cubs were in the playoffs in 2016, I was watching the final game of the NLCS against the Dodgers at a bar in Vermont. There's four people total in the bar, me, my buddy, and another couple. The Cubs are losing. This other couple walks in, right? And the Cubs go on a run and take the lead of the game. So about an hour later, half an hour later, this couple pays their bill and tries to leave the bar. And I turn around and go, where the F do you think you're going? (laughs) And I actually said the F word. And the guy looks at me and goes, excuse me? He goes, the Cubs scored four runs since you and your wife walked in. I go, sit your butts down. I go, your drinks are on me. You're not leaving. And and he looked at me like, I understand the craziness in your eyes, and I'm going to sit down. And he sat down. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. McLovin, update the poll results. Did we settle on one? No, we did not. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you have for him? So I don't even know if we want to open this can of worms. Oh. Paul emailed out one that is trouble. It's trouble. I, I Okay. I, but we get I want to celebrate baseball. I, and it feels like we're not going to celebrate. No baseball. one's ever going to let you celebrate baseball. Uh, you cannot get that. Wish. Okay. So Pauly threw out, mm. we've been debating Derek Jeter's place in history. What if you could start your team with one player? Derek Jeter or Pedro Martinez? Just a name I picked. Uh, an all-time great, but not a first ballot Hall of Fame. Well, I don't know what Jeter would be like in today's game. Would he be more power-driven, power-hungry? Would he have to put up those power numbers? Because McLevin has told us that batting average doesn't really matter, right? No, no, no. Well, power was, when he was playing, was even a bigger deal. Everybody was hitting everything out of the ballpark. 
And I think he benefited from that because he was a, always got to see a bunch of relievers and fastballs because there were so many you home runs You don't think Jeter line. would be a different player in today's game? Like his approach? Well, would, would yeah. But he played in the power era, didn't he? I mean, yeah. But it feels like right. everything's launch angle now. And Pedro, it, by the way, big time first ballot hall. Oh, he's one of the five best oh, I, pitchers I, ever. I think he's he might be up there, one of the more underrated players in the history of the game. He was right there. He did what Sandy Koufax did in a tougher era. Hour two coming up. As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. What is going on right, with so, Dion Waiters? Yeah, that's Dion Waiters uh, had what was initially I have a ruled confession. as. Go, okay, go for it. I have a confession. You've had you want, a weed gummy? You want confession no, music? No, a friend of mine, he's a big guy. So he, he took one. He didn't feel nothing. So he proceeds to eat the whole bag. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so All I right, think. Well, well, that's stupid. Uh, but hold on. And you got a big, stupid ass friend. But hold on. I'm hearing that's what uh, uh, Dion did. I'm not sure. Reportedly. Yeah, reportedly. Allegedly. Yeah, but Allegedly. They said like, yeah, but, but they said like he ate a whole bag. Man, man, popped them things like Skittles. Yeah, he, he was, I mean, he you're was dumb. on the flight from Phoenix to L.A. He reportedly overdosed on weed gummies, was okay, passed out on, on the plane, on, and out. had a seizure when he woke up. Time out. You know, you know they check. Well, I got a question. Does those, do those weed gummies smell like weed? No. No, they okay. smell, no. no, they smell okay. like Okay, because like I was going to say. The flight from L.A. to Phoenix, you're in, the, you're in the air. What? You're in the air 20 yeah. minutes? Yeah, 30 minutes. How many, as B-Dog said, I think he got to the bottom of this thing. What did you do? Did you eat the, just chug the bag down? Yeah, he did. Like, seriously, like like Shaq with the new double stuff when they come in? I mean, it's like, you know, he ate a little too much. So you think they, uh, I, I heard David Stern, well, I didn't hear, I just read, I just read the, the, the top of the article and read the whole thing. He said, because, and a lot of people feel this way, they're, they're giving us opioids, they're giving us painkillers and all this stuff. Should they just legalize marijuana? Wait a minute. You just said something. They're giving you. Who yes. is they? Oh, they is the team doctors, okay. buddy. Okay. If the team, yeah. if, it, if it's, yeah, they're if giving it's, you. there's a big Listen, difference between no. a, a citizen who doesn't know, first of all, got what is in Good the point. gummies. Yeah. They're not regulated. Well, it's not regulated. Apparently so. he got these from a teammate, but no, no. refused uh, to snitch on who it was. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking, though, should they just legalize this weed thing? No, what? no, well, because you know, because you know why it's already legal. In like ten it's states, it's already legal. Or in, more than that, more yeah. than that, I think like nineteen. Is it I'm, that many? Well, I'm talking. Should they take it off the NBA drug list? Then I would take it off the NBA drug list, but only yeah. in the cities where, in the states where it's legal.